You might be, as part of your career, stepping into a new leadership role. And so if you are, well, it's quite interesting in how that all might actually happen because transitioning into a new leadership role can be both exciting while also at the same time challenging. So in this episode today, we'll guide you through the key steps to ensure a successful transition into your new leadership role. Let's discuss. Welcome to Leadership is Changing. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change. This is taking your leadership to another level by finding the balance between executive excellence and personal well-being through stories that inspire real change. It's time to adapt in our fast-moving world when leadership is changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Welcome to the Ask Dennis episode. This is a freestyle episode where I'm asked a question by our listeners, or I share my thoughts, experiences, and insights from working with many leaders around the globe. Well, transitioning into your new leadership role can be both exciting and challenging, and what's quite interesting here is that a lot of you face this on an ongoing basis. Now, over the many years, we used to have people who were sitting in a role 5, 10, 15 years, and sometimes 30 years in the same organization, although they more than likely would be diving, doing different types of roles. So I'm talking to you as well, but also what we find today is that a lot of people are moving on to a new role 18 months to 24 months within the new role. Now, they don't tend to stay there any longer than that because it's time for them to move on and have a change. Now, whether you are somebody who's stepping into a higher position within your current organization, or you're joining a new company altogether, the effective leadership transitions really require you to have some careful planning and execution. Now, I'm going to go through sort of 10 key steps to ensure a successful transition into your new leadership role. The first area I want to talk about is actually understanding your role and the expectations. Because you see, before you dive into your new role, I think it's really important that you take time out to thoroughly understand the responsibilities, the goals, and expectations associated with it. Now, for some of you right now, you might be saying, but wouldn't you want to know that in the interview? Of course you do. And you want to know that in the interview, but here you're going to dive even deeper. By the time they've actually hired you, the business may have moved on industry changes or trends may have changed and things may have changed as well. So really important for you to understand those responsibilities, goals and expectations. Now, this might actually involve you discussing your new role with the predecessor, the person who was in the role before. Or you might need to look at some relevant documents and actually engaging some open conversations with your leadership or team members. Now, a clear understanding of what's expected of you is crucial for you to really start setting the right tone right from the beginning. The second area is around build relationships. Now you see, effective leadership is built on trust and relationships. And I've got to say that that word trust keeps coming up all the time when I'm talking with people. And it's actually came up big time when we were going through the pandemic. Those organizations, those individuals who had a strong foundation of trust 
were able to move forward, bounce forward, and do really well. So take the initiative here for you to get to know your team, your peers, and the leadership. Hold one-on-one meetings if that's the right thing for you to do with your direct reports to understand their strengths, their weaknesses, but also what is their aspirations. It's really important for you to be approachable. And so if you can create like a open door policy to encourage transparent communication, that actually sometimes is really, really smart. If you can build some really strong relationships to really help foster the collaboration and make your transition smoother, that will be a very smart thing for you to do as well. Now, the third area here is around assess the current situation. Now, in an interview, you get to know about the organization a little bit. But what you should do is, once you're in the role, is to conduct a comprehensive assessment of the current state of the organization, your team and department or business unit or the whole company overall. And if you can identify any ongoing projects and what their strengths and weaknesses and opportunities for improvement are, that would be great too. You see, the whole evaluation of what I've just talked about is actually going to help you make informed decisions and really start to set some strategic priorities or initiatives as you start to assume the new role. In other words, as you start to put your feet under the desk, as we call it. The next area is around setting clear objectives and priorities. Because you see, based on the assessment I just talked about, if you can establish clear objectives and priorities for your leadership role, then you can ensure that the goals or your goals are aligned with the organization's overall mission and strategy. Because you see, if you can set achievable and measurable targets, that will provide direction and motivation for your team and yourself. Now, in conjunction with this, I think it's really important that you, as a new leader, is that you do a 30, 60, and 90-day plan, a 90-day action plan. But be very clear where you spend your first 90 days. And what I would do is come up with that and think about it. And you can look on Google or the internet, and you can actually find 90-day plans. There's a great book out there, and I think the title of it is Your First 90 Days. But actually grab one of those templates and start to create it and think about it and fill it in. Just put a few bullet points underneath each area. You don't need to write a book. The important thing is here is that you get a clear plan and you understand where you're spending your first 90 days. The other thing I would do is share it with your manager, your leader, and start to get their buy-in as well, but for also helping you understand areas that you should be focusing on. Because you see, with their wealth of experience of the organization, they'll know who are the right people for you to talk to, the right things that need to be done, and if there are any major or high visibility kind of projects, initiatives, and deadlines that you may need to focus on in your first 90 days. Next area is communicate your vision. Because you see, any successful leader has a vision or is visionary. So if you can share your vision, For the team or department within your colleagues, that'll be smart. But if you can be concise and inspiring in your communication, that would be great. Now, if you can articulate what your or how your leadership will contribute to the organization's success, and then how it will benefit both the team and individuals within it. Next area is going to be delegate and empower. 
Now, if you can avoid the temptation to micromanage because you're new and you're wanting to understand more, but really you need to trust your team members to execute their tasks effectively. Now, if you can delegate responsibilities according to each team member's strengths and skills and then provide them with the autonomy to make decisions within the areas of expertise. Now, of course, you're going to have to learn and understand what these skills and strengths are, but also what are those areas of expertise. Because you see, if you can empower your team, then that fosters growth and that shows your value, their contributions that they're providing. So you value their contributions. Next area is for you to seek feedback, feedback, I should say, and then adapt. And what do I mean by this? Because you see, if you can get continuous improvement, then that's actually going to be key to your successful leadership. If you can encourage feedback from your team and also your peers, and then act on that constructive feedback criticism and be open to making necessary adjustments to your leadership style based on what the organization may need. Now, if you can demonstrate a commitment to personal growth, that also will actually earn you respect and credibility. All right, you ready for the next area? The next one is lead by example. Because you see, as a leader, your actions will set the standard for your team. If you can be a role model by demonstrating the qualities and behaviors that you expect from your colleagues, consistency and integrity and your actions will inspire others to follow as well. Next area is around manage change effectively. Change is often part of the leadership transition. If you can lead that change, in other words, one is you go through the change, but also if you can lead that change, that's going to be critical. Because you see, whether you're implementing a new process or restructuring or just introducing a different strategy, be prepared for resistance and uncertainty. When I say prepare, what can you do? Well, things is that you might need to think about things and how do you manage that and how do you answer questions and what kind of communication do you do? And what kind of information should you hand over to people to help them? Because you see, the rational behind the changes, if you can communicate the rational behind the changes clearly and then provide support and maybe training that's needed as you go along, that's really going to help strengthen and set the change up for success. Another area is for you to stay committed to self-development. Because you see, it is a journey. And leadership is really a continuous learning curve whereby you're going to be learning, but you're also going to be growing at the same time. Because you see, if you can invest in your own development through reading, training, coaching, networking, building relationships, then you can stay up to date on industry trends and best practices to remain an effective leader in your field. I ask that question all the time with people that I'm working with. What are you doing? to continue to develop yourself as an individual, develop yourself as a leader, and understand and stay ahead of the curve around industry trends. Now, in conclusion, what I wanted to say here is that transitioning into a leadership role can be quite a significant step in your career. And with the right approach, it can be rewarding for both you and your team. By understanding the role, building relationships, in fact, building the right relationships, setting clear objectives, 
communicating effectively, continuous improving, you can navigate the challenges of the leadership transition successfully and make a positive impact on you and your organization. Remember, and this is really important, listeners, that leadership is not just about the title. It's about the actions and values you bring to the role. Hey, listeners, that's it for this episode. It's always a pleasure being with you. Thanks for joining me on the Leadership is Changing podcast. Until next time, bye for now. Thank you for listening to this episode of Leadership is Changing with your host, Dennis Giannoutsas. Each week, we and our guests provide information and insights through exploring leading change, inspiring executives and leaders to adapt and lead a bigger game in a fast-moving world.